Dan Harris is a US political commentator. He's a friend of this programme and host of the podcast over here, over there. Morning to you, Dan. It's a mess, isn't it? It is. It is very involved, very complicated situation there. Uh, I do admire President Biden to, uh, you know, making this trip like he did similarly uh, when he went to the Ukraine and that clandestine trip, uh, that night train that he went to see uh, Zelensky. And now this was obviously uh, unannounced and he, he went there with wasn't exactly sure what he was trying to accomplish besides I think the basic thing was just tamping down uh, tensions, really. Mm. But uh, as a as a peacemaker, I think this situation is so volatile at the moment. It's hard. To, it's hard to see that being tremendously uh, uh, successful at the moment. Mm. Is um, is is President Biden's presence and indeed our own Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's presence there today? Um, are there is that helpful to the situation or is it a distraction? I think it's a, I think it is helpful. I mean, it's it's certainly risky on uh, all those leaders' parts because they have Rishi Sunak today, and uh, I think Chancellor Schultz uh, coming very soon, and in a couple of days as well as Emmanuel Macron uh, later. Uh, so uh, there's a, a bit of a stream going of leaders going to Israel to uh, show their support, but also to uh, have a word with with uh, the president, you know, Netanyahu and the Israeli. Uh, government as far as their expectations go. So there's a lot more that you can do face to face and it's more meaningful, it's more symbolic. Uh, you, you can get you can really get your message across rather than going through channels. So it, it is it is helpful. Uh, but can you imagine how difficult it is during th- this time, especially going to uh, such a, a sense of powder keg like the like, like the Middle East to take these to take these mm. trips. Absolutely. But certainly worth the effort and and this is a it's a conflict that perhaps not so much like the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine at the moment, but this is a conflict that could widen and have huge ramifications uh, and, and perhaps no less more serious ramifications uh, if other countries get involved. Yes, I mean, the Middle East has had power brokers galore, you know, in the over the last 30, 40, 50 years, you know, ever since the formation of, of Israel, there's been uh, blocks of interest on both sides. So, uh, you know, with the various conflicts that have happened in 48 and, six, and, and then 73, and now uh, with this, uh, you can see them starting to line up, uh, even having two large battleship uh, uh, carriers, carrier groups, coming uh, to the to the area to the region from the US just to ward off any further involvement by Iran or Hezbollah just to show shows you that how significant you know and <laughs> the tensions are mm-hmm. as far as uh, trying not to spread it uh, beyond uh, what's already been you know been been happening so it, 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 the tensions are very high. Unfortunately, after uh, President Biden left, I don't think those tensions really were dampened down that much. But was his support for Israel and trying to be at least uh, an attempt to be a, a peacemaker, uh, was it worthwhile? Yes, I think it was worthwhile. Uh, unfortunately, that meeting with the uh, uh, leaders of Egypt, uh, the Palestinian Authority, uh, and Jordan didn't happen because of the hospital bombing that happened. They they canceled the, the meeting after that, which was a, you have to say, it was a bit of a snub to, to President Biden. But uh, and shows the lack of leverage currently in the, in the immediate time uh, mm. that the U.S. has on the situation. So 
a bit worrying when that happens because, you know, it's very not very often when you cancel a meeting with the U.S. president. No, absolutely not. And I thought was quite telling as well that he was urging, according to the papers today anyway, that he's he's urging them um, not to make the same mistakes that the United States did after after 9-11. Um, what, it, what actually does he mean by that? Because that's quite a break with American foreign policy going back, I suppose, isn't it? Well, I think we have to transport ourselves back to that time in, in the U.S. and how people felt. And they were, you know, basically, I think they, they, the U.S. was in shock for mm. months and months after that. And I'm sure the Israelis are in shock for what's happening here. It was a total surprise. And, of course, we can go on as far as was it an intelligence failure, of course. But, um, yeah, I, it's that council from uh President Biden uh, to them, just trying to relate, trying to, on, a, on a personal note, just trying to, his effort just to tampen down, tampen down uh, tensions a bit before, obviously, this planned invasion in, into Gaza takes place and to, to, to warn or at least to advise or show some insight into uh, the situation given our past experience with 9-11. Um, I know there's a lot of been parallels drawn, drawn with that, but... Uh, uh, it's not. It's 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 counsel that really you know is is useful um, and heartfelt. Okay, let's talk about uh, President Biden at home in the states at the moment. So, uh, and and this ongoing dispute about the the role of speaker there, um, a, a pivotal role, particularly I suppose if Biden wants to raise money for Israel and for Ukraine. That's right. It's not unrelated to what's happening in the Middle East. I mean, we. Without the House side of Congress, there's the House and the Senate, and the House uh, really is the funding part. It's the appropriations. It's it, it really approves the money uh, for the uh, within the budget, uh, and then uh, the Senate. Then they negotiate with the Senate, and, it, and then it gets passed uh, with a joint joint bill. Mm. But it really originates on the House side, so the powers on the House. So in the house and at the moment as you maybe your, your listeners have seen that there's no leader there's no house speaker and there has been a house speaker since uh, uh mccarthy um kevin mccarthy has been was ousted about a little over two weeks ago so it's a bit rudderless and so no meetings no committee meetings nothing is happening so no no funds can be approved for either uh israel or the ukraine or taiwan or anything else and and so it's it's like you said, I think you said or someone else said it was it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and so that has that has to be that has to be uh, rectified as soon as possible for a number of reasons. But uh, but certainly for what's happening in, in the Middle East. Mm. Um, finally, uh, Dan, I'm going to throw you a curveball here uh, just before you go. And uh, we're going to be talking about the, the speech that the king made last night, um, a kind of almost a state of the uh, nation uh, address at Mansion House. Um, and I, we're going to be talking about the best speeches uh, that, that people have ever heard. And uh, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream has uh, already been nominated. And I was talking about, um, I think for me, uh, one of them is uh, JFK at the uh, University of America. We, you know, we all uh, breathe the same air. We are all mortal. That speech as well. I was just wondering if there was any speeches that kind of stick in your mind as well as, as great examples of oratory. Well, I have both of those on my uh, <laughs> iPhone, to be honest. And my, you know, and so I, I do listen to them from time to time for for inspiration. Yeah. Uh, the other one I have, I would add to that, 
and again, it's JFK, is his speech at Rice University about going to the moon. Oh, yeah. uh, it's very inspirational and shows the extent of man's aspirations, both here on Earth and in space. And uh, I just think that's uh, it's just uh, it gives me goosebumps. But but certainly those three um, are from the 60s are just uh, just pivotal in my mind as far as. Uh, you know what 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 a speech which speech making can do and how it can move a population yeah absolutely right i think we share the same iphone uh, dan always good to talk to you uh, all the best to you uh, us political commentator dan harris there and uh, host of the podcast over here over there